welcome back, everyone, to We Have to Go Back. I'm Megan Sunday. And I'm Bo North. And we are officially on island time. Break out the grass skirts. We're on island time. <laughs> They'll be wishing they had some grass skirts. No one ever oh, really yeah. brings that out. Breathable, those grass skirts yeah. are. <laughs> so today, as we are delving into the deep, dark waters of Kate's past, we don't have to delve alone because we are joined by writer and co-host of Excessively Diverted Modern Classics on Screen, Sammy C. Hello. Hi, Hi, Sammy. Hey, I'm so happy to be here among my good friends. You know, we should have had like a tiki theme for this episode mm. because I know how much you love tiki. <laughs> I do true. love tiki. Like we could have had some nice fruity rum drinks. We could have had, <laughs> yeah. you know, the whole tiki vibe. <laughs> We're on island time. Let's make the most of it. But here we are. Yeah. Aww. This, You know what? Uh, Lost is an island show that is just distinctly bereft of tiki vibes it is it Um, is there's nothing tiki about this (laughs) about this whole setup unfortunately um but you know just sad you think hurley could have pulled something together oh yeah hurley's a tiki guy oh yeah Yeah, you know you know he does (laughs) uh so sammy you how much of lost have you seen have you seen the entire series like would you have considered yourself a lost fan back in the Um, day let's see so i was i would have considered myself a lost fan back in the day but i did what i often do with shows where i watch like uh, enough seasons where i'm like okay i think i get it and then i kind (laughs) of (laughs) kind of peter off so i i think i watched like uh like four seasons of this show Mm -hmm. um I got, I got to, I got to a certain point and I was just kind of like, I don't think I'm ever going to figure out what the hell is going on on this damn island. <laughs> and I don't care at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it, it was funny because when, when it first came out, I wasn't watching it. Um, I, I missed the kind of the first two seasons as they were airing. And, mm. um, what happened was my, um, some friends of the family loaned us uh loaned my family the dvds of the first two seasons and um we we were all sick one weekend and we started (laughs) binge watching it and it's the first show that we ever binged watched we and we discussed it as we were going we were like wow so like when you get DVDs of seasons of television, you don't have to wait for the next episode. We had like a long discussion about how that was going to change the way people <laughs> consume television. It's um, true. And so, yeah, it's the first show I binge watched. So it's 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 very uh, dear, near and dear to my heart of, as far as like how I consume media. Um, it, it, you know, was an indicator of a change for me. So... Yeah, I mean, I actually, it's funny you mentioned that because my first experience with Lost was I watched the first two episodes when they aired. Mm-hmm. I was like, that was cool. And then I just never went back to it. And someone yeah. gave me, someone actually gifted me the first two seasons for Christmas. Mm. And the first time my husband came out to visit me, because um, we were living like across the country from each other at the time. The first time he ever flew out to visit me, we just binge watched both seasons that yeah. whole time <laughs> yeah but i didn't i wasn't as um thoughtful about it as you were like i wasn't thinking about my future of how i was gonna watch television the but you're right media. i mean it did kind of things really have changed yeah <laughs> you look, yeah it was just uh. like 
kind of in our first episode, I was looking back at like how like how different the world was when the show premiered. Yeah. It was like we had just gotten the first iPhone. <laughs> like it yeah. wasn't even YouTube wasn't even a thing right. when this mm-hmm. show came out. So Yeah. It's it's a totally different it's it's a bit of a time capsule even though it's not a show that really like talks a lot about like what's going on in the outside world mm-hmm. obviously um, yeah. but uh something about lost and the fact that like um i i just remember i remember everybody was always talking about lost and i'm trying to remember there's a, i was thinking about it as i was watching it there was there's some like movie from around that time where there's like everybody leaves the room and they come back and people are talking about lost (laughs) i think they're all dead and like um, you know uh throwing around their theories about what's going on on the island so it really was like so in the zeitgeist at the time Mm -hmm. um so yeah i i i have a lot of fond memories of this show and and my boyfriend in college was like super super into it and was like trying to talk me into watching the rest of it and I was like no you know like <laughs> <laughs> this is the annoying thing about me knowing me as somebody who like consumes a lot of media is that I'm like once I kind of give up on a show I'm kind of done mm-hmm. and people are like you could go back and watch the end of it and I'm like I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll forgive you that time because yeah. you did agree to come on this show. Yes. <laughs> after not having seen an episode of Lost in I don't know how many years. Many years. Yeah. <laughs> I just kind of threw it at you. Hey, you want to be on our Lost show? Of course I want to be on your Lost show. But yeah, you guys sent me the, the sign-in sheet and I was like, I don't. I don't even know what any of these episodes are, so I don't have an opinion. <laughs> Just like when you need me, I will be here. <laughs> I'm not gonna launch into the Gilmore Girls song, even though I want to. <laughs> yeah. Right now. <laughs> so yeah, as Megan said in the intro, we watched episode three, Tabula Rasa. I have some notes on it. So as we see into Kate's recent past and her time spent with Ray, who I'm just assuming is a wallaby farmer, because that's what I assume <laughs> all Australian farmers farm. Mm-hmm. They just are out there farming wallabies. Of course. Good crop this season. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Um, root, it, they're, they're a root animal, right? Right. right the tubers. The they're tubers. Uh, yeah. yeah. So... Uh, we get that in Kate's flashback, but uh, it back in the on the beach, the needs of the camp, the survivors are becoming more pressing as everyone's waiting for rescue. The episode title Tabula Rasa translates from Latin into clean slate or blank slate. It's also a theory. Now, Sammy, you're a philosophy student. I am, yes. Were you familiar with the Tabula Rasa theory? I have heard of Tabula Rasa. Um mm-hmm. It was, you know, it's not, it wasn't a big part of my philosophical study, but I have heard, I have heard the, the concept thrown around. Yeah, it, it actually made me think of another, and I'll say this first. Um, so tabula rasa is the theory that people are born with no knowledge. We are mm-hmm. literally blank slates. And then every, every piece of knowledge that we gain comes from both our experiences and how we perceive our experiences. Yep. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> tabula rasa theorists favor the nurture side of nature versus nurture which made me think of another um character you know it, it's very kate as we'll see sort of as the show progresses like 
nurture definitely has a lot to do with why Kate is the way she is. Mm -hmm. But it made me think of another um, character from another long-running series I love, which would be Boomer from Battlestar Galactica. Mm -hmm. We have Boomer Mm -hmm. and Athema are on either side of the nature versus nurture thing. And obviously nurture nurture is always going to win i feel mm-hmm. like so yeah back in kate's flashback we're seeing her living and working on this farm um in australia we're not sure why she's there it's very obvious she's been running for a while but this man um decides to turn her in when he realizes there's a reward for her for twenty three thousand dollars. now i wanted to i'm going to be paying a lot of attention to any number that comes up in the show that seems significant. So I'm just going to dive into the number 23 a little bit. <laughs> I did a little numerology homework. Uh-oh. Should we watch Uh-oh. that movie? Uh, the number 23. Uh, it came up and there was like a list. There's just so many lists about why this number is, you know, so wild. And I, I found myself like scribbling things. I was like, no, I'm like that movie. <laughs> I'm becoming Jim Carrey. Oh, God. <laughs> No, the number 23 uh, denotes adventure, diplomacy, and creativity. All of those things you could apply to Kate if you wanted Mm to. Um, People associated with the number 23 tend to be curious, quick thinking, and a little judgmental, which does sound like our girl. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the most, a few little facts about 23, the most detailed account of the assassination of Julius Caesar written by Nicolaus of Damascus, claims numerous enemies stabbed the Roman emperor 23 times, wounds ranging from superficial to, of course, mortal. And the first Morse code transmission, What Hath God Wrought, was from the Bible passage numbers 2323. The telegrapher's code 23 means break the line. And of course, (laughs) Psalms 23 is the Lord is my shepherd, etc., etc., Of wow. all, th- like, <laughs> that's very meaningful. No, it's not. It's not meaningful at all. <laughs> no, 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 not that. Not your numerology part. I'm just choosing that. Choosing that as the first Morse code. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, it's pretty wild. <laughs> I mean, like, all right, drama llamas. Yeah. Like, calm, calm down. down. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't have done something fun, like Mary had a little lamb or something. You know? Yeah. What was the first phone call? Come here, I need you. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. And Alexander Graham Bell was like, everybody should answer the phone saying ahoy, which I still think is a very fun fact, and I like that. That was the salutation he thought people should use when they That's why Mr. Phone. Burns says that on The Simpsons. Ahoy. Ahoy. Yep. <laughs> We're learning so much today. So, yeah, this episode's about Kate and Ugh. kind of centers around her. There's other stuff going on. Oh, Kate. Kate. You know, this is the first time you kind of get the indication. Not the first time, but, like, it really starts to sink in. Like, I don't know if I'm going to like you. Like, I Mm -hmm. like you, but I don't know if I'm going to like you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, first I would like to say that this is the first episode uh, where we get that previously on Lost. Mm -hmm. Oh, amazing. So good to have that back in my life. Uh... (laughs) Everyone, I've, I, I did have to note this simply because as we were talking about it being set in a very specific time, even though it doesn't really bring in the outside world, so many Capri pants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are and a lot of Capris. Oh, so many Capris. And ill-fitting uh, button-down shirts. I'm like, why mm-hmm. are there so many button-down shirts on this damn plane? <laughs> 
Yeah, it's just there's a lot of I just grabbed this this shirt to just throw on and like why you know for my twenty four hour plane ride. Yes, well, it's like when the first in the pilot when Claire is talking to Shannon and she's wearing a tank top over her tank dress, mm-hmm. and you're like, no, two thousand four, what's happening? Yeah, right now? <laughs> the layers. Two thousand four, the time where everybody wore four shirts to exit the the household. You know, the real tragedy here is Sun wearing those men's trousers. Oh, Uh my God. And her (laughs) one sweater set button up. Which she buttons too much. Those trousers are enormous, though. Mm -hmm. I mean, they look it looks like she's wearing a cardboard box around her waist (laughs) that is just split up the middle. (laughs) Yes, it is definitely one of the least successful ah, I'm not supposed to be appearing to be attractive or sexual in any way, like disguises of all time. Yeah, I mean, you're obviously smoking hot. Everyone can see it. Just stop wasting our time. She's fucking gorgeous, and it's like, okay, let's, we get it. (laughs) (laughs) Michael's clothes are about eight sizes too big. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. For no reason, really, because, I mean, those are his own clothes. I mean, I can't imagine that in the in the past day or so people have already started losing weight on the island but not to that degree right no no his clothes are just huge for absolutely no reason there's just a lot of flapping slacks on this (laughs) island (laughs) yeah and there's never any consensus as it goes on with what layer of clothing is comfortable for everyone Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. even once people start to get more acclimated to their circumstances and their surroundings, you still got people who are wearing like cutoffs mm-hmm. and a bikini top, and then someone who's wearing a long sleeve shirt and jeans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, everyone runs at a different temperature, I guess. I guess. Saeed <laughs> is immediately just given into the tank top. And yeah, thank Saeed God for it. Like, thank you. <laughs> no clothes. And I'm like, good. Thank you. Bless yeah. you, Saeed. I mean, otherwise, what we have to wait for, we have to wait like so many episodes before Sawyer takes off his shirt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can only wait so long and eat a little something. <laughs> uh, Saeed does not want them to tell the rest of the survivors about the message from no. the end of the pilot uh, mm-hmm. because he points out that it's important that everyone be able to hope that rescue is coming. Yep. And, you know, that's that's a big recurring theme. There's a lot of well-meaning lies in the show. Mm-hmm. And a lot of little cabals, I feel like. There's a lot yes. of little groups of people that know Already, what's going yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. But well, they and... they also don't they don't establish any kind of story to tell anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's it's really strange. It's it's a it's a very like kind of a weird unilateral decision to make for everybody mm-hmm. um, that Saeed kind of takes it upon himself and then is just like okay everybody in this group like needs to be on the same page as me um, he doesn't really like brook any arguments either well that's you know? Saeed yeah. <laughs> sort of true. his way yeah um, and, you know, the only person he that. really ever seems to listen to anyway is Kate at least in these beginning episodes mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is weird. <laughs> yeah, they they do try to play up like a love triangle element here, not just with like with like Kate and Sawyer and Kate and Jack, but also like they kind of try to tack Saeed on there, and it's like yeah. it does not work for me. Yeah, and Kate, you know, there's plenty enough ladies to go around, guys. Right. 
Yeah, we've already got or uh, fellas, whatever. Charlie, Charlie's already head over heels for Claire. Oh yeah, which I have to respect, given that she is extremely pregnant. Some yes. guys would be like, "Oh my gosh, I can't even stand near her." And Charlie's basically like, "So now that we're married, yeah, I'm the father of your baby." <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, "I'll help you carry, you carry your luggage. luggage." Yeah, because and I make love a joke you. about how useless men are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, I love you already. You a horrible man." He's like, I can't help but notice that you seem to maybe like sex at least once. So (laughs) Charlie is one of those uh, best intentions guy. Like you love him because he's because he tries. He doesn't always hit the mark, but he damn it. He's going to try. He's always trying. (laughs) (laughs) I just I enjoy that. He's already just hi. We met two days ago. And I'm now that we're dating, uh, yeah. I would yeah. like to help you by moving all your stuff and talking to you all the time. Yeah. What's your um, favorite style of architecture for our future home? Yeah. <laughs> I just want to know. What are we naming the baby? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, but that's not all that's going on. Um, no. The Marshall, Marshall Mars, we learned is his name, which great okay. great episode <laughs> great name great name lost uh marshall mars is uh pretty much dying like he's yeah. not doing so well after jack's little ad hoc surgery he's kind of you know trying to trying to get through to jack like she's dangerous she's dangerous you know meeting mm-hmm. kate mm-hmm. hurley kind of stumbles on kate's mugshot and is like whoa dude Mm-hmm. He says that she he wants to know what he think what Jack thinks that she's done and Jack's trying very hard to not have this conversation. <laughs> yeah. uh, and Hurley's he's like, like Bitch, I, I got know. better things to do. Jack she is looks like pretty hardcore. Do not she does not ruin my boner for me. Okay. <laughs> like, this guy's dying. She's super hot. We had kind mm-hmm. of a connection and no. I don't care what she did. And she does not look hardcore, Hurley. You just never saw a mugshot before. <laughs> yeah, no, she doesn't look hardcore. Yeah, no. <laughs> not even. I a don't little. think Evangeline Lilly is capable of looking hardcore. <laughs> no. She's like no, ethereal. Really. Um Yeah. I I don't know. This this begins like okay, th- and this is a problem I have often with with the uh, women characters written mainly by men. Yeah. Um is uh you know they don't they they don't give us much room to actually like get to know Kate and form our own opinion about Kate mm-hmm. yet mm-hmm. everybody's just obsessed with her already um and it's like i'm i'm usually very annoyed by that when people when everyone's obsessed with the character before i've even gotten a chance to like form my own opinion about her mm-hmm. um and that, that's a problem i have in a lot of fiction uh made by men um, is that the heroine I don't find likable because I don't know anything about her other than that the hero's obsessed with her. And that's already happening here with yeah. me and Kate. I'm already just like shutting down towards Kate. Yeah, that's a really time... good point, actually. Yeah. I've never thought about it that way, Sammy, but that's mm-hmm. an excellent point. I mean, that could be why I'm just automatically, when Kate comes on screen, I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, it's like, it's like, I don't know yeah. anything about her except I'm told she's like, perfect and i'm supposed to be fucking obsessed with her also mm. mm-hmm. and it's like well can you give me a reason to love I mean, her place you i know? did like, grow to love kate it took yeah. me like three seasons yeah uh-huh. to get there yeah yeah that that's definitely a good point because i think that you have to provide me as a reader or as a viewer with 
even the slightest excuse for that kind of behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and as much and, and as much as it's often made fun of that, you know, in Twilight, Bella moves to town and everyone's obsessed with her. She is probably the only new person they've seen in a long time. Exactly. So I'm yeah. willing to concede a little bit that some high school boys would probably be like, hey, a girl we haven't known since first grade. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. And you're yeah. pretty cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we all are in love with you. Yeah. Because that eventually fades away. And, you know, and I think every, you know, a new kid in any school, you're just like, oh, hello. You it's know? like yeah. a mystery. Yeah. There's yeah. an air of mystery. Yeah. And the fact that in this, all we've seen Kate do is, you know, she's been an active part of the things that have happened, but not that much has happened yet. Right. And it really just comes down to, isn't she pretty? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and Jack's already like, you know, not to get too far ahead, but like at the end, he's like, I don't care what you've done. I don't want to know. And it's like, <sighs> it's like, uh, but like, why? <laughs> because like, so they I can would, drag it up. Actually, I that... would want to know. <laughs> I have a theory as to why he said that. Yeah. Because this comes at the end of the episode after, you know, Sawyer has attempted to put the Marshall out of his misery because Sawyer, (laughs) sweet baby Sawyer, he hates himself that much. He's not as hard as he wants everyone to think. He's the the one that has to do it because he's the worst person ever. Yeah. Anyway, Mm -hmm. he bungles it, of course. That's what would happen if it was me. Jack has to finish the job. Mm-hmm. And Jack had said, you know, earlier in the episode when Kate said, like, what are you going to do for him? He is like, I'm not a murderer. Mm-hmm. But then he kind of turns around and he does, you know, he does it as mer- as a piece of mercy. But at the, you know, in the end, he has killed a man. Right. And so I think he's feeling like if I absolve her, I'm also absolving myself in a mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we get a, we get to start over, we get to start fresh, we get a clean slate, right? And it makes sense, but yeah, it's also extremely sense. annoying because they drag it out. Oh my gosh, <laughs> for yeah. so long. Yeah, <laughs> and it really does. So, because Kate, Kate has the only, as far as we know, gun. Uh, yeah, because she she got it by by vote of committee earlier because <laughs> uh, nobody trusted boone to hold the gun yeah, <laughs> yeah which right naturally so. yes I don't trust i wouldn't trust boone with a sharpened pencil so. no God. i did like shannon's he hates guns he goes on marches <laughs> and he's like i do not go on marches God, you probably boone do shannon but, uh, fucking annoying well, Shannon is my id, so I have yeah. to forgive her a lot. <laughs> yeah. Boone, she... Boone would definitely just be sharing a lot of inspirational messages on, like, Twitter right oh now. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Boone would be one of those, like, sh- like Instagram thought guys who, like, is always, like, believe in yourself and then, like, a picture of his ass. <laughs> or there was... Uh, he would be one... in a black and white celebrity video. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Crying into the screen and apologizing for... <laughs> and I would I would like to point out that Sammy was not inventing that whole cloth. There were in fact Instagram influencers who were like, here's an inspirational message attached to a picture of my ass. My favorite was the guy who was like who was like leaning against the sink with his ass and then mm-hmm. it was like a, a white man uh and then the, the caption was a lengthy discussion of Black Lives Matter. Um or the yeah, other like- guy who fully nude was <laughs> kneeling and was like take a knee. <laughs> yes like, yeah um, it's really sir? like it's really like some of my favorite uh <laughs> like it's hilarious but at the same time like who asked for this 
<laughs> Nobody asked you Nobody to do this. Nobody did, and it, but it's just, but they did it because they're narcissists. So I love it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Boone would definitely be like, here's a here's a selfie of me at a protest. Yeah, he would be like <laughs> Anthony from Queer Eye who posts who posted oh, absolutely. like who posted like a very explicit shirtless picture on Mother's Day and was like, Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> You know who doesn't do that stuff? Bobby. Yeah. Bobby doesn't do that. No, not my baby boy, Bobby. Bobby would not. No. Bobby would never. He's on TikTok trying to understand dancing. Yes, exactly. Uh, Boone would be on TikTok, but it would all be like, here's, he'd be making those crying videos. Yeah, those like POV, I'm your, I'm the groom at the end of the aisle. (laughs) I don't want to make another video about my stepsister Shannon, but here's a video about my stepsister Shannon. Well, I'm not obsessed with it anyway. Oh my god. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) Boone and Shannon are are very tiresome to me from go. (laughs) (laughs) I really love Shannon. (laughs) I just can't help it. She's so awful and I love her so much. Yeah. (laughs) I, I think also that this suffers for the fact that I don't care yet about Kate's backstory to this extent. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, we're really supposed to assume that she, we're supposed to assume that she is either not guilty of what she's been accused of or was justified because they're giving it that that tint. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there was never even watching, you know, watching this the first time through. I don't think I ever suspected that she was actually like a serial killer or anything. Right. You know, right. It was like, well, what's it going to be? You know, something. Uh, but, you know, the whole sequence in Australia seemed to only exist so that she was in Australia. Well, I think right. also it was to show, like, she's been on the run for a long time. Mm-hmm. She knows how to lie her way into and out of situations. Mm-hmm. And also, like, the fact that she could have got away, but she went back for for the guy, for Ray when they when she crashed his truck like shows like oh she's she might be like a fugitive from justice and a, you know have done all these crimes but she's a really good person she right. also when the marshal asks her what the favor was that she was going to ask him for before the plane crash and it was that she wanted to make sure that ray got the reward mm-hmm. yeah because he needs the money right like she's just so good right and and i kind of wish instead of some of that they had shown a little bit more of like because i feel like you know she's a fugitive she's been on the run for a while but like i don't feel any really of her fear Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's just kind of this like i'm a tough girl i'm putting my money in a tin can i got trust issues (laughs) (laughs) you know sleeping in a barn my hair is always wet for some reason (laughs) um you know and and I, I wish instead, like, I had gotten a little bit of more of, like, her, like, oh, shit, I'm on the run. I'm scared. Am I going to mm-hmm. get found out here? Like, I feel like that would make me feel more intrigued by her instead mm-hmm. of just being like, okay, she's cute and men are taken in by her very easily. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I think that was the point they were also trying like, to make because the marshal looks at Jack at one point and is like, oh, she got to you already. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he's talking and he's like, no matter what she says to you, no matter like how close you think you're getting or something like that. Um, Which, as as much as I love the show, 
as with many things on Lost, when certain things eventually come out, you're kind of left with a, oh. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it all kind of amounts to just a shrug. Yeah. <laughs> especially in the grand scheme of things. Right. Um, so the other sort of big stuff happening is with Michael and Walt. Um, yeah. Um, one thing, yeah, Michael does not. We finally learned that Locke's name is Locke. Mm-hmm. Mr. Locke. And he does not like Walt and Locke being friends, which understandable. Yeah. Understandable, especially when Walt is like, oh, he told me secrets. And it's like, Mm-mm. no, that's a like that is a that's a big rule. Like, yeah, no, no yeah. grown up. No wants grown up to keep needs a secret to with a child. Confide yeah. a secret with a child. Yeah. 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 Uh, but the secret is just that Locke told Walt that a miracle happened mm-hmm. on on the island. And Michael has to be kind of like, well, yeah, you know, we're all alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then ultimately, uh, Locke finds Vincent. He has carved a dog whistle. Mm-hmm. Um, because of he's course just, he, of course course he, he has. has. Yeah. And he lets Michael be the one to show Vincent. Yeah. yeah. Is, you know, Which is a classy thing. Yeah. Well, it's it's almost classy until the last shot of the episode where yeah. he's watching them reunited and is just staring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I like I I was watching it and my roommate was in the room, um, and I like turned to her and I was like, Locke is like already losing his shit. It's episode three and he's already like, I worship this island and we all have to <laughs> yeah. stay here forever. Like <laughs> there are a lot. There's so many there's so much foreshadowing in this episode for the next episode yeah Yeah. like Like, the build-up is pretty i mean coming at it as someone who knows what about the next episode it's i was kind of surprised how much foreshadowing there was i felt like a good part of everything that people were doing that wasn't part of the sort of kate jack like that plot line was all foreshadowing for episode four totally Mm -hmm. it was just like oh dang okay yeah (laughs) yeah uh michael also oh yeah he he goes into the woods so we have at last uh a boar watch boar watch watch. yeah uh michael goes out to look for vincent uh alone Mm -hmm. by himself in the jungle on the mystery island i think it's important to note too oh well probably shouldn't get into that because you did say something about it's foreshadowing but there is a moment with Walt and Michael just before this when they're kind yes. of having an argument and it's raining, it's pouring down rain. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Michael says, as soon as it stops raining, I'll go look for your damn dog. Mm-hmm. And like that, it just stops raining. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's he's... like, hmm. Which I will state for the record, I did once in the car with my mom uh, harassing her by singing My Heart Will Go On. And when I tried, it was raining. And when I tried to hit a high note, the rain stopped. And my mom was like, that'll tell you. <laughs> my even mom's na- just like, there you go. Even, even nature was like, yeah, Even nature's like, like please you. don't continue. You've got to stop. <laughs> Megan, this is Mother Nature. We need to have a conversation. I did not give you singing. Um, I need you to stop. So Michael goes out into the forest. He starts to hear what is obviously not a dog. Mm-hmm. It is obviously something. I mean, we've already announced boar. It's a boar. Like, yeah. Boar. It sounds Fine. very not... aggressive, but you don't see what it is. Yeah, but he's and like, it's... he hears this like prehistoric growling and he's like, uh, Vincent? And it's like, no, <laughs> it's not your dog. But it is, it's on a nice, I like how they have it, 
how the sound is managed here because it's you hear a lot of rustling and then you yeah. hear some strange noises but it's very clearly not the big noises that they've been hearing right like mm. it's the rustling is much lower down the right. noises are clearly an animal they are clearly not a dog or if it was a dog, it's not your dog. Right. <laughs> it's uh, like some hor- horrible dog. <laughs> um, and as he is running away from this noise, he runs into Sun, who is taking a sponge bath alone in some kind of like, I don't even know what this shelter is. That Yeah, I because his, just... her husband looked at her and was uh, like, you're fucking filthy. Get out of my face, basically. Oh my <laughs> and he's like, love you. And she's walking away. And it's like. Go fuck yourself. She does the greatest little, like, that? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want... I don't want to have... I don't want to hate Jin this way again. Yeah. yeah. Like, I know... It's, it's, like, every time that I try to remember, like, what you said last time, Bo, about, you know, he's terrified, he's trying to, you know, protect his wife, it's like, I get that. Mm-hmm. And then he'll do something like, why are you so filthy? Yeah. It's like, she's like, oh, I think I found your suitcase. He's like, that's not my suitcase. And also you're dirty. Right. And like, meanwhile, he is literally caked in filth also. (laughs) This is exactly why I don't want to be stranded on a desert island. Like there's a scene where like the marshal is like attacking, kind of attacking Kate because she, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, she's kind of hovering over his face as he's unconscious and he wakes up and it's like, of course he's going to attack you. You're like an inch from his nose. Anyway. I don't know why she's like leaning over his face like she's going to fucking make out with him. I know. She's just weird. She's just got like he's just had like surgery and not real surgery, surgery by Jack, like in the middle of the fucking beach and he's like rolling around and there's all this sand sticking to him and I'm just like Oh, oh! Yeah. Everything about this just kill me. Of everything just makes me want to bomb. Yeah, yeah. Like sand. Yeah. I'm sorry. I hate Ugh. to be all Anakin Skywalker, but I don't like it. I hate sand. Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> and especially if you have an open, an open wound. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah no thanks to that. Yeah. Any open wounds or orifices? Anything? This is again mm-hmm. why when people Moisture. keep having sex, I'm like, what are you doing? Mm. No, no. There's so much sand. Stop, yeah. even if you have blankets. I don't care. Just the smell of anybody's nether regions <laughs> at this point with all the sweat. And also, mm-hmm. you have to, it, at a certain point, you realize clothes. that <laughs> a lot of the sex scenes that will come do not take place a suitable distance away from everyone else. It's Mm-mm. like, I am not, I don't want to hear that. They all Thank know you. everybody's business. Yeah. That's oh, kind of absolutely. like when I read the first Outlander book and there's just sex just happening right in the middle of this camp with all these dudes. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, ugh. It's like they're Okay. Aware. Yeah. <laughs> She's well, like, everyone's you... going to hear it. And he's like, I don't care. And it's yeah. just like, Well, once your wedding night care. takes place upstairs with everyone downstairs being like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, yeah. You're, you're kind of over true. it at that point. Yeah. <laughs> so... so what were we talking about? <laughs> so Michael is running through the forest. Oh, yeah, yeah. He runs into <laughs> son more. who is uh, topless, although we don't, I mean, it's just clear she's topless. And yeah. she's taking like a sponge bath. And she kind of for... lets him look for a while. He's yes. like, I didn't see anything despite his eyes clearly oh, God, going <laughs> to the middle of her body. Yes, yeah. we know you saw. Like, who for... are you trying to fool? Yeah. For a while. Um, and I, I won't 
this isn't too much of a spoiler because as I'm saying, it doesn't really come. They tried for a little bit. There was this sort of like, oh, Michael, Jin, son, like triangle. And they kind of walked away from that. Yeah. I think as people started to be like, but I like them. Like, I like this married couple. Maybe they could be married (laughs) and work their stuff out. Yeah. I mean, Um, we didn't have, well, I'm not going to get into them. That's a season two arc. Yeah. And we have, because there was a uh, promo that Bo and I were discussing that was, uh, shown in the uk when lost mm-hmm. was going to premiere over there mm-hmm. and it's very dramatic um, well it's, yeah it was shot by david, david lechapelle so. yeah so it's okay. everyone's wearing a lot of like smudgy eyeliner and sure. dancing in ball gowns and like ripped versace and whatever really? what <laughs> yeah fuck? i'll, I'll have send to, it to you yeah well yeah. actually i'll post a link to it in the show notes for this episode too so other people yes. can see it yeah but there's a lot of meaningful like you know uh pairings like there's Mm. a part where like kate is dancing with jack and then Mm -hmm. she's dancing with sawyer Mm -hmm. but there's a part where like son and jen are dancing and then like michael comes up and like takes her hand kind of thing and then at a certain point they're like i don't know back that up (laughs) never mind oops (laughs) which i don't know but uh, there's also one other pairing that i was like what because it was clearly they just didn't know what to do with those particular characters i think it's something like shannon and sawyer are dancing where they were obviously just like i don't know maggie well they Josh, definitely dance. they definitely did have um they definitely did have uh her dancing with saeed mm-hmm. at oh, yeah. one point yeah anyway yeah, I think it was like Boone and Claire were dancing or something. Oh, weird. it was just weird. Yeah. Yes, that's what it was. It was Boone and Claire. Mm-hmm. Which I think I don't know. I feel like I, I get them choosing to like have Jen and Son work their shit out or whatever. Yeah. But like, I feel like uh, and and forgive me if this is not super informed. I don't remember a whole lot about the show. Um, but like I, I feel like Michael's kind of a, a missed opportunity as a romantic lead a little bit because mm-hmm. you know, he's an interesting character. Um mm-hmm. and I would be interested to see how that works, you know, like with Walt in the picture and everything, but whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Never really works out that way for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anything else, anything mystical happening this episode that we need to glance on? Uh, well, the rain thing, possibly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the rain thing. Uh, that's really it. I don't think Yeah, this episode was pretty low on mystery, aside from, you know, the human mystery. Yes. Oh, boy. Yes, you (laughs) do get a lot of Sawyer nicknames this episode. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, we did have some Sawyer nicknames. Um, for Saeed, I'll say these because they're, you know, <laughs> racist. Uh, racist. He calls yeah. Saeed Abdul and Al Jazeera, to which Boone says, Al Jazeera's a network. Oh, Charlie <laughs> says that. Even Charlie, yeah, Charlie. is like, mm, Charlie that like... one doesn't make any sense, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just surprised that Sawyer knew what Al Jazeera was. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, Kate... that's the biggest shocker. He calls freckles, which is something freckles, that will stay through. Mm-hmm. Um, he just calls Boone boy at one point, which <laughs> is probably less a nickname is just like, you know, he's Southern, but it was yeah. pretty funny still. Because mm-hmm. uh, Boone clearly took it very personally. Yes. <laughs> I mean, though. And he calls Jack, you know, hero or the hero. I couldn't tell if there was a. And Doc. Oh, yeah. yeah that one's a big one, too. That one mm-hmm. lasts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sawyer's manner of speaking. <laughs> um is a lot 
there, there were definitely a couple moments in this in this show, uh, like in this episode, where I was like, "Man, this was considered like the best TV show on on television." Huh? <laughs> <laughs> where I was just like, "Man, the writing here is a little." Two thousand four was a, a little bit a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, two thousand four was very. We talked about this uh, in our pilot episode, but if you didn't have cable. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of like really quote unquote like great TV. Yeah, no, it's you know true. if you didn't have HBO or Showtime or something like that, you know, it was just like whatever was on your networks. Well, and I think too, like it's it's easy for me to to say that now, having you know lived through the golden age of television or whatever the fuck. Um, but like, I think it's important to remember that like shows can be good just because of like overall how they how they make you feel Mm -hmm. um and how hooked you are and not necessarily like every single episode or every single line of dialogue needs to be like perfect but there were definitely moments where i was like man this show is like a little bit cheesier than i remember it being. it is yeah you know like sawyer's like manner of speaking is a complete fucking nightmare (laughs) (laughs) i mean he is from alabama so and i remember like everybody like i remember finding it very charming when it was on and I was like wow Sawyer's so hot and I was like god this guy's fucking annoying like now I mean you know? now he's well, he's just both I think yeah that there's a reason why for ages people were like if they make a gambit movie oh, yeah. yeah they gotta get him in here yeah which I mean he'd be a great gambit to be honest like but I mean it's sort of there's a lot of similarities yeah Sawyer's basically gambit like it's it's the same character yeah, uh, in a lot of ways, <laughs> um, and I'm a Gambit apologist. I like it. As am I. As oh I. no, uh, you don't need to apologize for shit, is, man. You're among a, friends. This yeah. is a Gambit Gambit friendly space. We are but... on record. We were girls <laughs> yes. in the '90s that were reading comic books. Of course, we stand yes. Gambit. Yeah, and, and I don't know. Do. I I like overly identified with Rogue for various reasons that we don't need to get into here we'll have have an excellent podcast someday um but uh but so i was always like gambit you know like i can't not but anyway uh yeah so i i get i get it with with sawyer it's he's a he's a character he's cartoonish he's supposed to be yeah i think there's actually an episode in this season where it's like sawyer's flashback episode yeah and i don't not to get too far ahead of myself but there's a scene uh, during his flashback where he's sitting at a table and he's like drinking he's wearing a suit Mm -hmm. and drinking a martini but he still has that awful long hair and it's like brush yeah. and he down doesn't fucking style it yeah uh, <laughs> and i'm just like what are you doing <laughs> what is that on your head <laughs> what are yeah. you drinking like what yeah, is going what, on what are you oh uh, yeah <laughs> this is confusing yeah uh, <laughs> i can't support this it's definitely <laughs> true but uh but yeah so like there was that moment and then like there's uh, you know the moment where Kate's like face is hovering over the Marshall's face, and like there was like this weird slow mo with like her curls tumbling off of her. And I was like, <laughs> oh my sweet Jesus! Like I still remember having moments like that with the show. But um... and it does end with a, a musical montage. Oh, because yes. a lot of the first season episodes do because Hurley has a disc man. 
Yes. Yep. So we get this sort of diagenic sound because it's what he's listening to. Is he yes. listening to like David um, Gray or something like that? He, yes. It's I Ryan Adams, Adams or something. It's called. It's a song called "Wash Away" yes. by Joe Purdy. Yes. Okay. I do well, recall that when I was he like is, listening to while I did my homework in, in college. You um, could definitely tell it is 2004 though, because in a few episodes when his disc man inevitably the batteries die, it's mm-hmm. in the middle of a Damien Rice song. <laughs> yes, from <laughs> the album O. So we know that it is 2004. <laughs> yes, and Hurley was a sensitive soul. Yes, listening and... to. The sad Irish music. Yes, Damien. Unequiv- unequivocally, the best character. I love yes. Hurley, and like, and also Damien I... Rice is great. But it was—it's a very specific memory. <laughs> it's it's it a very is. specific musical memory for me because I was obsessed with that album. It spoke to a lot of my, you know, my pain. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> and and I think I I like that little montage at the end um, mm-hmm. where it's kind of like showing everybody starting to settle into a little bit of like living their life and their routine and like what they're doing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. kind of who they're spending their time near and showed Saeed like throwing an apple to Sawyer and Sawyer kind of like feeling weird about accepting it because he's been very racist to him <laughs> 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 um, and you know yeah, yet Saeed is, is like being is, nice uh, as, as Bo's mentioned you know it's a lot of it is his own self-loathing yeah and there are so many points where he will literally cough and someone will, or he'll like, he'll sneeze and someone will say, bless you. And he'll just be like, what? Yeah. He's like, someone's bless being, you being to somewhat me? nice to me. Ah! I don't deserve a bless you. It's like, <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah. You can yeah. see the, like, I don't deserve this apple. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's why I love my boy. I can't help yeah, it. Like I'm a true. sucker for that shit. Yes. Yep. 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 And you know, and I like, love me a damaged hero. And Charlie's like hanging out, and Claire's kind of in his He's orbit, writing on his fingers. Yeah, and yeah, and I, I love that about about Charlie is that he's already like. He's gone through this like traumatic thing, but he's like already making things. You know, it's like mm. it's very low level, but he's like he's like creating things a little bit already, and I like that. I, I like artists, um, and so I like that he's like writing late on his on his uh, knuckles, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, goofing off and kind of doing something just for for his own amusement, well, which is is he's, rare. he's a married man now with a baby. On the yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's like it's been three days since this like very massive traumatic event, and he's already like mm-hmm. goofing off. Uh, so that's cute. <laughs> and Walt is reunited with his dog, and uh, he's so happy, and everyone's John happy. Locke is is mm-hmm. starting to get that sea captain, you know, <laughs> like it's very the lighthouse, very Willem Dafoe. Yeah, uh, <laughs> which is that actor's like whole thing. Um, I freaking love Terry is. O'Quinn. He's I in everything too, but... he's in, pretty much. Yeah. I love him. Fun fact, uh, my high school drama teacher uh, acted with Terry O'Quinn for many, many years. Oh, that's cool. With him. Was he um, was he in all of those X Files episodes with Terry O'Quinn? <laughs> no, she uh, she did a lot of harsh stage, realm. She did a lot of stage work with Terry O'Quinn before oh, we got cool. into TV. So he um, seems like that he would be. Pictures, and we were all very impressed because this was 
I was in high school right around this time. So, so it was like the lost heyday. So yeah. So she yeah. would like bring in pictures of Terry O'Quinn and we'd all be like, oh my God, lock from lost. Like, <laughs> uh, my yeah. favorite, one of my favorite moments from any of his movies is from the stepfather. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I fucking knew it. <laughs> he gets the like. Oh my God, the stepfather I haven't seen in a long time. Okay. Anyway, he gets ahead. that like, he finds that envelope that has, you know, the picture of his previous identity in it. Yes. But it's literally just a headshot of Terry O'Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think someone posted it on Twitter recently. And I was just like, I hate when someone just sends me my headshot because <laughs> it's not—it's not like a Polaroid picture or right like a portrait. or a candid it's, shot. It's or obviously like... like his headshot. It's yeah. just like, oh, so good. I'm on to you. <laughs> I see you can speak French. Little little stage fighting expertise. <laughs> we just flip this over here. <laughs> oh sign language that's that's really good <laughs> so we yeah. we don't have much of a body count this episode no, um, just the marshall just one marshall. marshall mars unless you want to count michael's soul leaving his body when he stumbles on sun taking a sponge bath but you know <laughs> you do you but for net for us the episode the the death count is one mm-hmm. for this episode mm-hmm. yep. uh so sammy yes we asked you because we this is something I kind of wanted to do. I wanted to make it to where I offered a guest the chance to create a rule for the show that we would then name after them, and we have to abide by this rule when we watch the show. Mm-hmm. So, did you come up with a rule for us? I did. Um, okay, oh. <laughs> that and laugh makes me nervous. <laughs> it, well, I'm laughing because it's a very boring and very like mom friend rule. Uh, okay, <laughs> so this may not be very exciting for anybody who's listening, but uh, when I was watching this show and uh, shows like this where people are in like a post-apocalyptic or like survival situation, really stress me out because I like creature comforts Mm. um and one of the things i think a lot about is like how thirsty everybody must be (laughs) and so a rule that i came up with is that i'd like you guys to just have a big old glass of water while you're watching each episode okay okay we can all use that everyone drink more water watching people scoop rainwater out of tarps in this episode i was like you know i'm thirsty and i'm gonna drink some of my clean filtered water that i have in the fridge glass of filtered water uh okay well that's it that's the campbell rule the campbell rule we will abide by it throughout Mm -hmm. the run of the show (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> whether we you know stay tuned we may ask other guests to give us new rules to to work with and a rule this that may is get like more interesting <laughs> well no i mean it may get more elaborate yes i yes. once played a game there was a game we had and i i cannot remember the name of it now but it was this game and and it was like accumulating rules so every time you drew yes. a card it would give you a new yep. rule but you I had to use game, i think all of the rules you already had yeah so (laughs) it was it was wild and it was a lot of fun so we might that might be something that's in our future we'll see yeah (laughs) i like it um you want to play fuck mary kill of course okay so the three i've chosen this week michael boone and jack oh Oh, man yes i'm gonna let sammy go first she's our guest all right um 
<laughs> deep <laughs> cleansing a deep, breath. A deep sigh. <laughs> um, I'm so torn between Jack and Boone and how I'm, who I'm gonna fucking who I'm gonna kill. Um, I'm gonna marry Michael, obviously. Um, Obs. Mm. And um, but I think I think I'm gonna kill Boone and fuck Jack. Exactly my answer. That's ex- except I didn't have to think that long about it. I was like, oh, kill Boone <laughs> well, immediately because I was Boone. like. Jack annoys the shit out of me too, so oh, I'd yeah. rather kill him. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I just Jack's tall and he's all wiry. And, yeah, you know that yeah. kind of works I, for me. I have, I have this. I have a little bit of a thing for bland dudes, and you know, <laughs> yeah. Jack just kind of fits all the bland. <laughs> yeah, he checks all those boxes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's my answer. How about you, Megan? <sighs> all right. <laughs> So, I think, oh my gosh, well, I know I don't, I don't know, oh my god, I guess I'll, I'd fuck Boone, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, he would be, he seems like he would be very attentive, at least. Oh god, but yeah. he'd probably just, like, have to keep checking his phone, because, I don't know, <laughs> Shannon might have posted something on Instagram. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> So, uh, I guess, I guess, say, yeah, I guess I'd marry Michael and kill Jack. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, you know, Jack's a doctor, so at least, you know, I could that's get true. something in the divorce, but. Yeah, Jack's a doctor, that's... and so that means he he's probably not home very much. This is true. Right, yeah. So I could call yeah. Boone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but my, me, Michael, Michael has a kid. I can't. You yeah. can't Walt kill would be him. a pretty cool stepkid, I think. Yeah, you know? yeah. Walt would be great, and we could team up against his dad because, like, well, of the at three a of them, point, I'd get annoyed with with Michael pretty, ba- uh, you know, and and yeah. so does Walt. So, mm-hmm. well, I mean, I get think ice cream or something. Of the three of them, Michael is husband material. <laughs> is yeah. the only one that's really yeah. husband material. True. True. Yeah. yeah. I feel Ugh. like Jack thinks he's husband material, but Jack needs to work on himself. <laughs> you think? <laughs> it's so funny what this show did because it took, like, one of the most, like, seem, like, made this character seem so calm and reasonable mm-hmm. and just turned him into a complete and utter madman <laughs> or <Yeah>. slowly <laughs> revealed that he's a complete and utter madman no. over the course of six seasons. So <laughs> it's just like, oh, you're kind of. Oh, you're totally broken inside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like you take the Boy Scout character and then you're like, never mind. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a oh. lot of flashbacks and information and you're just like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. boy. So, Sammy, do you have plugs? Anything you'd like to plug yourself, your show, etc.? Um, well, obviously, you know, if you're here, you've probably heard of Excessively Diverted, but, you know, we've got Excessively Diverted. It's a fun show. That we co-host um, together, yes. I co-host with Bo, and um, we've done a few episodes with Megan, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. if you're, you know, looking for that. And, uh, but other than that, you know, I've got my website, highlylogical.net. It hasn't been updated since quarantine started but you know (laughs) 
<laughs> who knows we're all we're all doing our best we're all doing our best mm-hmm. uh but yeah other than that uh if you're in the portland area and have a job that wouldn't suck uh hire me um <laughs> and that's about it <laughs> <laughs> and but you can catch megan and i on let's get weirding a podcast about dune so if you mm-hmm. are interested in frank herbert's dune if you don't know anything about it if you kind of want to check it out before the movie comes out we read yep. it chapter by chapter. We just finished the first book, and we are taking a break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let Bo bang and educate you before you go get your Timothy Chalamet fix. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We only know now because of that, like, trend on TikTok of just putting anything to, to slow-mo and calling it <laughs> Timothy, uh, Timothy Chalamet, like... <laughs> filter yeah <laughs> like okay kids <laughs> yeah i children are you know processing the world in their own way yeah it's kind of fun <laughs> because i was seeing a, a thing on tiktok the other day about this is what gen z thinks of millennials and, and you know it's None kind of, of it all was lies like, Millennials and boomers. And I was like, oh, thank God they didn't include Gen, a- Gen yeah, X because, yeah, like, y'all that's really, me. But yeah. then I was like, no, they just think that we're boomers. <laughs> like, yeah, I true. just realized, like, they don't know what the Gen X is a thing. They yeah. just think we're baby boomers, which <laughs> yeah. is disheartening. Yeah, that is disheartening because you're certainly not baby boomers. No. Uh, but, yeah, no. you know, millennials, it's it's very funny that Gen Z is making fun of millennials for, like, having no money and drinking a lot. And it's like, okay, well, uh, talk to me in, like, five years. Yeah. <laughs> you go into the workforce and then yeah. I'll, I'll hear from you about what you're doing. <laughs> uh, and we'll be drinking a lot because we're fucked. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, on that happy note, (laughs) (laughs) I should thank everyone so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Sammy, for coming on this week. Uh, We would love, we would love to have you come back on if there's another episode you Uh, really want to talk about the craziest thing in the world you can imagine. You know, just let us know. We'd love to have you come back on. But until then, everyone, stay close to the beach. Watch out for polar bears. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Okay.